What's happening, Fart Lickers? Series 11 of the podcast, along with our Summer Showdown Challenge, are now live. And we're very excited to bring you this series in partnership with our pals at Twisted Running, the new home of all your What The Fart Lick podcast merchandise needs. But that's not all that Twisted Running are about. Whether you're a run club, a community, or just some pals looking for some custom threads, they've got you covered. They can help with every aspect of the journey, from custom logo design through to deciding price points, payment processing, and even postage and packaging. Most importantly though, they're just some good guys trying to do good things in the running community. So head on over to www.twistedrunning.co.uk and find out how they can help you with all your custom running design needs. While you're there, of course, check out some What The Fart Like swag. If you like anything, use code WTF10 at checkout to get a massive 10% off. Thank you to Twisted Running for supporting us on our journey. And now it's time to get on with the show. Are you alone or a groupie and are you enjoy your run? Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of both like run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in. Matthew, it is the penultimate episode of the series. Do you know what penultimate means? You've asked me this every like every series, every series. Question, every season. Quest, quest, question still stands. It's the one before the final one. There you go. Very good, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to series eleven, episode nine of the What the Fartlet podcast. My name is Rob. I am Matthew. The the wordsmith Matthew Taylor. How are we doing, mate? You all right. Words don't don't say wordsmith. You you you've used that word numerous times so i know what it means yeah i've only got about four jokes to be honest mate and we're, we're getting close to three years in so there's going to be some <laughs> recycling going on i've been calling you an ewok for about two years so yeah uh we good we good it fits. yeah yes i'm good i'm good how are you yes mate all good thank you captain cards is lurking in the background editor-in-chief john pickup how we doing mate yeah very well thank you yeah we it's, it's duck walk now isn't it by the way not ah. ewok Yes, of course. We've got some new material, at least a variation on the old material. Uh, Matt from here on in will officially refer to as Duckwalk. Duckwalk. Woo. Alicia Alicia embracing it. So Duckwalk, save yourself and uh, tell us what's on the show today. Uh, Usual nonsense. uh, Talking about how weeks and runnings have gone. Uh, We're going to discuss the upcoming uh, Great North Run. A lot of people have been running that in the Fartlet family. Uh, Obviously, we've got the awesome... Rosie hates soup. Rosie Fazakale. I said that right? It's right. Yeah, yeah, you did. Believe in yourself. Yes. Um, she's, she's joining us, uh, joining Rob for a chat. Uh, as always, we love family when we do these things. Uh, family, family since the, since day dot. Uh, it'd be great to have her on. Um, we've also got the summer showdown uh, results uh, with Statman John. Uh, the Parkrun Power Couple are off on their adventures out in Rome at the minute. Um, they're going to be joining us a little bit later on for Parkrun. Uh, chats as well, uh, and then that's about it, I think. She's got one thing. Uh, yeah, the Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy. Oh no, I thought we might be bringing the roll call back, but now you mentioned it, I wasn't going to do a Matthew Taylor <laughs> improvisational comedy. But if you if, if you if you're really keen, so given the fact that we are in Rome, well, Ben and Emma are in Rome this weekend, and we're going to be dialing internationally. Let's let's have a Roman themed. Uh, Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy. So Matthew, you are a simple, humble farmer. Um, 
in, in, in the outskirts of the Roman Empire. But one day you're captured by the Romans and you're dragged to Rome uh, and you're made to become a gladiator uh, to oh. to fight to the death for the pleasure of the masses and for Julius Caesar himself. Except Julius Caesar is not Julius Caesar. He is Statman John. Oh, yeah. So you have got to come up with a cunning plan to escape from the Colosseum mm. and ah. to uh, end Statman, Julius Caesar, Statman John's reign of terror, um, probably by killing him, to be fair, which is what yeah. they used to do back then. Um, but unfortunately, your hands are made of jelly. Go. My hands are made of jelly. That just took a serious twist on it. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I could just see the crowd in the Coliseum going, how far away is that gladiator? <laughs> Spartacus so being, Jelly Handus, go. Being quite the gladiator, you know, guru, I'd mm. enlist all the previous gladiators that I used to watch oh, on no. Ellis Here we go. Jet, <laughs> jet, like. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed. I noticed you've mentioned two jet and lightning. I assume the two that you had posters on your wall and that you found manhood through watching Gladiator on Gladiators. Uh, the Wolfman will have him as well. If mate, well, whatever floats your boat, I guess. But continue. Yeah, basically, we'll just, we'll just run riot in, in the in the Colosseum. We'll, we'll... You're a bit like the Wolfman, aren't you? He was he was tiny, wasn't he? I don't think he was. Uh, he, he was he was tiny and hairy. It was big her eyes. <laughs> Continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, we'd get them big giant, you know, uh, earbud things and we'd just smash everybody, run past them, smash them. But to get mm. out of the Coliseum, my favourite thing we used to be that, uh, you know, that scale extra thing on top of the thing. On top hang, of not hang tough. No. Uh, I know the one you mean, yeah, anyway. Yeah, but because I've got jelly fingers, that, I, I can't really do that one. Yeah, you screwed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Also, it's ancient Rome, so not the ITV Gladiator Studio in 1996. <laughs> and, and how much damage are you actually going to do with a, a really, really heavily cushioned pugil stick? <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when your adversaries have got actual swords. Yeah, kind of fucked then, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, not thought it through, have you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so. It's like Julius Caesar's reign continues. Down. Thumbs down. Uh, okay, well, that was a that was a trip through history for another episode of Matthew Taylor Improvisational Comedy. That was awful. Yeah, I did have um, jet on my, on my wall. Though, I bet, I bet you did. I bet you did. I bet you couldn't get that poster off the wall either, could you? Peel it off. Jelly everywhere. <laughs> Jelly everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he was jelly hands then, wasn't he? Ah, <laughs> oh, Matt's love jelly. Saved it. Saved it. Saved it. <laughs> yes. Hashtag. There we go. And we've got a new saying for this week in the group chat. <laughs> Hashtag Matt's love jelly. Oh, How's your week been, Matt? It's been all right. It's been good. Yes. Uh, did a, a long run uh, on Sunday. Um, it was a twenty miler, so one of the big ones. Uh, with Eight at marathon pace in the middle. Uh, ran it with Ben. He joined me for the last 13 miles of it. So, uh, yeah, I picked it up after mile 10 um, to mile 18 at marathon pace. And it, it went good. It felt felt good. Um, I might have to reevaluate again, like I said, 
previous week, they might have to reevaluate the, uh, the 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 marathon goal. But yeah, we'll, you, we'll see you, how it... you do keep saying that. You mm. said that a couple of times. Yeah, I thought you hit all your markers in this 18 miler. Yeah, we did. We smashed them. We got we got a fair few under it as well. Uh, I think my marathon pace is set, I think it was 7:21. I think we got some like 7:20, 7:18, something like that. And so, so what's yeah. what's driving your pessimism is it how difficult the efforts were is it something else that's been going on through the block what is it that's making you doubt that you could do 26 of them uh just the fact that they were tougher than i expected them to be mm-hmm. at this stage um maybe, maybe if i'd have not if i'd have kept to that 726 maybe maybe it might have felt a little bit easier um but obviously at this point you I did them eight, and I, I felt like I could have probably done a couple more, maybe two more at a stretch. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's just I feel like it should have been easier. That, that's the only thing I can put on here. Is, is this not part of the process, though? You know, mm-hmm. going through know, that little it? bit of self-doubt. You know, you're running on tired legs ultimately as well. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. And I've, I've seen those splits, mate. And you know, it might have felt a little bit more difficult, but. You know, you, you add a taper and then a race environment into there. I, I think self-doubt is part of the, the game and you've just got to kind of get over really? that to succeed. Is, is there another, and this isn't a, you know, it's not therapy with Matt by design and I'm not trying to like overstep or say that I know better. I'm It's genuinely to, to, to maybe prompt some thought. Do you ever think that maybe based on your ability which as much as we take the piss out of you is pretty impressive like from a from a natural foundation you are a, a very capable runner has it maybe been too easy so far is it maybe that your experience of running marathons to this point has not been at the absolute top of your capability so what you expect a marathon to feel like isn't actually what going all out and being in that pain cave for the full 26 miles to achieve what is the top of your ability is meant to be. And is that why it feels a little bit alien? Because you, you've not you've not had to push yourself over that distance that hard before. Um, I'd say not, no, because that, no. I, 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 tra- I trained for London back in 2015 and, and didn't get the time that I expected. I, I over exceeded what I was going to get. So, and that, mm-hmm. that felt like a tough race and I would I would knack it afterwards, I, I felt dizzy afterwards and all that sort of so I did mm-hmm. push myself then. So maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like JP says it is part of the part of the process of going through this and uh, feeling them tough miles and, and having that self doubt. But yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll, we've got another couple of long runs with, with marathon pace sections in it in a couple of weeks' time as well. So we'll see how they go and you never know, I might set off at that pace and, and be all right, but at mm-hmm. the minute I'm I'm feeling a bit doubtful, but right. we'll, we'll take it. And, and I think anybody who's run a marathon can empathise with that feeling, no matter what your pace is or what your target goal is. I'm not, I'm not doubting the legitimacy of 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 of, of the 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 kind of reservations and a little bit of anxiety about it. I just, I don't know. I just you keep saying that you've got these reservations, but from the outside and JP and I only see the outside. We don't see what's going on in your head. We don't see, you know, how you, you know, only, only yeah, don't worry. We don't want to, apparently. <laughs> it's, a, it's a monkey in symbols together. Most of the time. <laughs> uh, and, 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 the, and the wolf man, apparently. Um, but 
so we don't see that, but all we see is Matt smashing it. That's really mm. smashing it. He's having a yeah. good training block. I don't know. I just, I just, maybe there's a, but, switch yeah, that I, you can I can, flick. I can see, I can see how you're, how you're looking at that from the outside team then splits, and you're thinking, wow, he's doing, he's doing all right, he's doing well. He's nailing everything. He's nailing splits. I mean, after the, after the 10k um, time trial, I did, I felt confident, and then. All of a sudden, I had that little bit of a niggle and that injury after going over my ankle, and it's just put a little bit of doubt in my head, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll 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 see. We've got time. We've got time. Yeah. Five five think, weeks still, I think. I think we've got we've got an easy easy run this Sunday coming up, which is eighteen miles, and then the following week it's it's a this is I think Jack's even put it on the plan. It's vital week he's put. Mm. So that's a biggie. It's a twenty-two miler with fourteen, the last fourteen at marathon pace. So that'll be a that'll that be a big That'll yeah. tell you where you are then, won't it? Definitely. But so, but e- but equally could be the opposite of what you're scared it'll be, which is it could be the um the validation that actually I'm doing better than I thought I was. And yeah. you know, yeah. I, I get what you mean when you say I've done eight, they felt hard. God, there's a lot more that I'd have to do. That's still another eighteen miles that I'd have to do at that pace. But you hit fourteen on that and it's like, oh well, that's more than half of it. So maybe that helps the psychological side of it as well i don't know but we'll um we'll we'll see as we go but uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride regardless td um jp berlin's looming snuck up on us hasn't it it has yeah we were talking just before the record that um you know it doesn't seem like five minutes ago the ballot was was drawn um so yeah you mentioned the great north run at the start of the 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 chat matt so there's quite a few of us going up um I'm ready for it. I am. I'm ready to go. And, you know, you go through all the training and now it's looking like the conditions are going to be against us. And we're talking about 25 degrees heat, which, you know, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't expect it, do you? So I'm um, still going to go balls out and try, try and run a PB with, with Mr. Marshall. Um, we'll see. It's interesting, though, you, you say about, um, you know, you, you, that bit of self-doubt. I think that I've probably had a bit of an education for, you know, the self-education over this, this plan. And I've noticed, and I was having a chat with, with Matt Walters uh, the other day about this, um, the easy runs, the, the pace of my easy runs seems to have slowed a little bit. And I think it's down to me being more aware of everything else, you know, the heart rate, the breathing, and, you know, making sure that they stay at that easy pace. Because when I actually get up to some kind of pace, I'm still well in control. Mm. Whereas, I was looking back at some of the times, and you mentioned 2015 and, and London, Matt. Um, looking back at the times when I when I got my PB at, at London, and some of the easier runs that I was running there were significantly quicker. And you start thinking, well, actually, am I am I less fit now than I was then? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and actually, it's not. I'm, I think it's just more more awareness and you know knowing knowing that you have to take that little bit off to go faster almost. So I'm, I'm in a good spot, I think. It, it is interesting though, isn't it? Because it is a universally almost accepted part of running coaching that you know slow slow makes you go quick and slow down and and and, and all that. But again, I look back at my probably only successful marathon, um, which was Paris in 2019, and I was probably running my long runs at marathon pace. I didn't know any better. Yeah. Now I know I'm increasing risk of injury, burnout, all that kind of thing, and and I, I was probably lucky on reflection that none of those things happened, which meant that it was on when it came to you know it, I probably had more in me from that stretch, 
Um, but it's interesting because it's almost that's saying that's like a dirty word now. It's like, oh God, you shouldn't have been doing that. That's awful. Yeah. But it was my most, and I'm not saying that you should. I'm not, I, you know, coach running coaches are running coaches for a reason. I just think it's interesting that all three of us have said, you know what, when we probably had our best marathon, we were probably running a bit too quick in training. To have that naivety back, yeah. I don't know. It, it I know, yeah. Just yeah. to see if yeah. you know that that made a difference, but and how and how many if if, if anyone else has had that experience and mm. hit us up and let us know if you have. You know, when you look back at like your like one of those old PBs that really stand out, you look at your training runs on Strava. Was it before you had a coach? Was it before you knew about the benefits of slow running and heart rate and all that kind of stuff? And we just going out and thinking, oh, I've got to run twenty miles and probably should do it at eight and a half minutes or nine minutes because that's what I'm, I want to go out for. And, and what did that do like to, to your training? I just, I don't know. It just, just, I just came in my head when both of you were talking that actually all that, that, all, that well, kind of applies to me too. I suppose it got your, it got your legs used to doing that pace and you got yeah. comfortable at doing that pace constantly. So yeah. Maybe, maybe a short term solution. It's not going to build your, it's not going to build your base as well. It's not going to prepare you for the long term improvement. And there is that big risk of burnout and injury, but maybe in a very isolated block like you said it will it will get you maybe more comfortable at running the distance that that you want to run um on race day but yeah interesting one um so great north run jp excited yeah really really excited um so so we're heading up on saturday um so i think there's a a nice northeast contingent uh going out in forest in fancy dress to jesmond by the sound of things Mm -hmm. um so i'm going to miss that so i'm going to be the idiot at clither or probably volunteering just as a schoolgirl, no doubt you know keep it (laughs) fresh um yeah and uh yeah and then meeting up with neil um and then there's quite a few doing doing the race so uh, alana's running it Lockie's running it Oh, there's, there's so many to mention. Um, yeah, we'll run in it. Um, but yeah, I think the, the beers at the end in, in Shields, hopefully in the sun, will be will be really nice. So looking forward to it. You'll have it after that sunshine. Yeah. yeah. Just make sure you have a, a, a bottle of water with the beer, please, JP. Yeah. I don't need to. I vividly remember last year because uh, I ran it with Paul, so we um, we, we kind of went at a, at a slightly slightly slower pace, and I remember. If, couple of miles before the end someone handed me a beer and I'm like yeah that you know I don't think that's gonna happen this year but uh, yeah with the worst tasting thing I've ever had <laughs> horrific but yeah looking forward to the finish finish line pint anyway that's for sure yeah 100%, 100%. nice one well you're gonna smash it you're both gonna smash it been uh, it's been it's been real fun talking through it almost hearing your journeys on the way to Great North Run slash Berlin and Yorkshire respectively so just looking forward to being there and watching you boys smash it. That's class. Very good. Very good. Where do we go next? Guest? Have we got to get to a guest? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, should we talk to, to Rosie Fazakali then? So there has been, the internet has been a buzz since we announced this one. Uh, a much loved part of the online running community, a valued part like family member. She'll be part of the Runspire community. Um, but most of all, just a really good egg who's done some absolutely awesome things in running, whether that's ultra distances or her plight to get good for age because she just couldn't get into the London ballot. And um, we're going to talk all about that. Um, yeah. yeah, just a great chat with a, a good person, a good pal. And I think you're all going to love it. So should we just get straight into it? JP, do you want to roll that audio? We are fast approaching the end of Series 11, and today I chat to our penultimate guest. After a marvellous menagerie of megastars so far, I hear you ask, Rob, how can we possibly round this series out? And ha, I laugh. 
as if you ever doubted me, we do it, of course, by chatting to family. An experienced runner across distances all the way up to ultra. My guest today defines the concept of work hard, achieve. Balancing running with her work as a GP and also the ups and downs of parenthood. She doesn't let that stop her as she recently grafted her way to a London good for age place this year. We're talking about the journey. We're talking about the destination. But most importantly, we're talking about the absolute diamond that is taking it. Uh, she hates soup but we don't hate her. Uh, one of my absolute faves. I'm chatting to Rosie for Zachary. Rosie, how are we doing, mate? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. How's your day been so far? Are you recovered from the What the Fire like weekend, most importantly? No, absolutely not. Um, my hangovers these days are probably about a week long and accompanied by some sort of existential crisis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've got until another couple of days, I think, until... Um, I've sweated out all of the Jaeger bombs, so yeah. Jaeger yeah, bombs and shame. <laughs> I think that's the, <laughs> the, the strap line for the weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, let's let, let's talk about you are more, of course, than just Jaeger bombs. Um, I want to talk about your running journey. Um, you've been a friend of the show, big part of the online running community since since well since certainly since we started, and uh, someone I followed on social media for an awfully long time. And I'm very happy to call you a friend. But if people don't know you, um, if people don't know about your journey, your background, we're going to teach them today, and we're going to find out a little bit more about your awesome story. So let's start where we start all these things. How did you first get into running, man? How how did the journey begin? Um, well, I wouldn't describe myself as a natural athlete. I think that's fair to say. Um, I was always kind of pit glass for PE, never really particularly interested, you know, just stood at the back and hoped that nobody noticed me kind of thing. Um, and it that kind of continued throughout my 20s, um, into my 30s. And it was really after having my second child. So she's uh, coming up to eight now. So it was 2016 and just on a whim, uh, decided to have a go at Couch to 5K. Easy. Easy uh, as that. And, and, and t- t- tell me about that. So, so were you, I, I, know, I know you said that it was never something that was particularly a part of your life before. Was it just, uh, I, I, need, I, I need a new dimension to my life? Was it a bit of a postpartum thing of kind of like, I, you know, I, I want my, my pre-baby body back? Was it um, getting to 30 and thinking, oh, I'm getting a bit older? What was it that kind of triggered, yeah, all right, I want to have a go at this? And why running? Well, I think running for me, ever since I started, it's been a bit of time to myself and it's something that you, but well, you can, you can do it in any way that you want to. You can run with other people, you can run on your own. And, and for me, it was more about kind of getting out of the house, getting some fresh air, getting some headspace, um, losing a bit of weight, I guess, at, at the time, you know, none of my clothes fit as is kind of quite normal when you've had a baby. So it was all of those things, really. And I tried running a few different, a few uh, times in the past. And I think I'd always given up. You know, I'd go out for a run. I'd think, oh, my God, this is absolutely horrendous. And I'd get about five minutes in and think, you know, this isn't for me. And I think what I'd never really understood before, and I think what Couch to 5K showed me was that it actually gets better. You know, the, the first five minutes are always going to be shit. It doesn't matter what distance you're running. Um, and if you just kind of push through and kind of get into your stride, then that's when you're going to get those endorphins. And that's when you're going to, um, you know, feel better, I guess. So 
um, it was the first time I'd done any sort of structured uh, program. And um, yeah, just after the first couple of weeks, that was it. That was me. I was obsessed. And um, here we are. Let's go forward then. Formid, still in the formative years, but we complete Couch to 5K. As you say, you've got the bug, you're hooked. Where, where'd you go from there? I presume it's the it, it's the old adage of signing up to a race and getting that first kind of finish line buzz. What does that look like for you? Yeah, so I, the, the first race I did was actually a week or so after I finished Couch to 5K and it was the um, race for life. Um, and it was kind of something that I'd booked in to sort of have something to work towards and, you know, have that race experience. Um, and then once I finished that, it was looking at local 10Ks and kind of building up to to that. And then once I had a few of those under my belt, it was uh, working towards the Cardiff Half Marathon because it's that's quite a big race. Well, quite a big event in the city generally. And it's something that I'd seen other people do. And I'd never really thought that it would be something that I would be able to do because I didn't really consider myself a runner or somebody that would be fit enough to do that. Um, so I think it was... The year after, the following year, um, so I'd been running for about a year and a few months by that point. So I did the first um, Cardiff half, and um, yeah, that felt amazing. I uh, never. I, I, I was going to say, tell me a bit more about because because Cardiff's a, a wonderful race, and and we're back down there this year mm. in October. It is special, isn't it? So what what was that first year like for you? Obviously starting at the castle, and it's your it, it, it's very close to home. Is it is that's your local race? And it's such a, is it? I think it's the second largest half marathon in the country after Great North Run. It's a special experience. So how did you find that as a as a first timer going into the distance and, and that kind of experience? Oh, it was crazy. Um, yeah, I'd never been. I'd, I'd never run with that many people before. Um, and getting to run around my city, all the th- all the places that I would would run on my training runs, mm-hmm. and crowd cheering you on, um, it was just incredible. And it, it's one of those things I think that I'll I'll always remember. I got past the finish line and just burst into tears. And um, my mum actually met me at the finish line, and she thought that I'd injured myself. Um, but it, it was happy tears. I just couldn't believe that I'd actually finished. Um, I think. It's it's one of those things that I thought, you know, if I can do if I can do this, if I can get round the Cardiff Half Marathon, then that's when I'll feel like a runner. And I think it it was that was definitely my a turning point, I think, for me when I actually felt, you know what, I can if, if I can do this, you know, what else can I do? Yeah. And, and it it's, it's one of those. I can't believe and I know it's a big race, but I can't believe that it's not a ballot race considering how amazing it is. So it's a huge recommendation for anybody listening that if they want to take on a, a particularly special half marathon, Card- Cardiff's the one. Let's segue then, because you, you talked about feeling like a runner all of a sudden mm. and feeling like you'd, you'd kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe that you belonged a little bit more in, in, in the discipline once you've got that half marathon under your belt. You do transition through the distances then and and and, and, and ultimately ultra running comes along, which is a far cry from from that first half marathon. What's the motivation? What takes you from those initial kind of road races, those initial experiences to, you know what, I think I, I can I can go from for, for 30 odd miles here. Yeah, it was um, I'd, I'd seen I'd seen it advertised. It was the Brecon to Cardiff Ultra. So, you know, probably it might have been more sensible to maybe do a couple of marathons first. But I 
you know, <laughs> why not? Um, so kind of went into it really not understanding much about the training or anything like that. Um, and it, it was during a time that it was quite difficult for me. It was just before COVID uh, kicked off the race. And um, I was going through a bit of a tough time um, personally with a marriage separation. And I guess I kind of needed a bit of a distraction from that. Um, but also it, it's one of those things it's I felt like I had something to prove, you know, if everything else is kind of falling apart a little bit, you know, this is something that I can focus on and um I don't know, achieve, I guess. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think that was kind of what was behind it. Um and uh, and yeah, it was a. I I mean it was it was tough. It was through um it was on the day of Storm Kira. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. So, um, you obviously, there's, there are better conditions to be running through the Brecon Beacons. Um, but the, the race director emailed, you know, the day before and was like, well, you know, there's a yellow weather warning. So you might want to wear a hat or, you know, a coat, but it's still on. Um, so, you know, I wasn't going to back out. If everyone else was doing it, I was going to do it. I was going to get serious FOMO if I didn't. So there we are. Tell me if the finish line at Cardiff makes you feel like a runner. Yeah. What does the finish line at the end of that first ultra make you feel like? Oh, I think by the end of it, I was hallucinating, to be honest. <laughs> I, I was absolutely broken. I think I'd... I'd, I'd trained but I hadn't probably trained as hard as I should for that distance so you know by the end of it and, and did the usual kind of mistake of probably going out too fast burning out um you know running up a mountain in sideways hail you know everything was blistered everything chafed um so I think by the end of it I was just glad to kind of collapse over the line of the medal really is it more I guess because of like the absolute physical mental exhaustion that comes out I've never run an ultra so I don't know but is it more a kind it does it take more of a more time to kind of settle in is it more kind of the next day when you when everything's kind of you've had a bit of sleep and you've recovered and you stopped hallucinating that it that it kind of sinks in that oh actually you know what that was that was pretty big achievement on my part part on the old back yeah I think so I mean I think just the amount of time that it takes well out of your life to to train for it and then the race itself is obviously more of an undertaking um you know doing the Cardiff half I was finished um a couple of hours and then just kind of went about my day and Mm -hmm. on you know with the went back to the kids and just was a normal mum again um sort of after the ultra I kind of had to be helped out of the car (laughs) and sort of put to bed um with 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 a glass of water and a, a big blanket um, so yeah, I think it probably did take a little bit of time to to properly sink in. And they are completely different disciplines. Do do you have a preference between those shorter distance road races and getting out on the trails in those in those ultra conditions? I think it's just a different, like you say, it's a different experience with the mm. road races. You you're sort of quite well. I I am. I've usually got a goal in mind, um, a time that I want to achieve. Um, but with with the ultras, it's kind of I've never really wanted anything more than to just get round. So, um, and it's nice, isn't it? It's like a bit of a day out with snacks and views and chatting. And yeah, it's just a much, much a very, very different experience. Um, I, I couldn't say that I could pick between them. If I could only do one, um, 
you know, for the rest of my life. I, I don't know if I could pick. Very political answer. I like it. Let's move swiftly on then. So we came out of that ultra and 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 the goal was to, to keep pushing forwards, keep stretching those limits and to see where you could go and what you could achieve. But then March 2020 comes along and like the rest of the world, life changes completely for, for you and, and the people around you. Now, I know from from speaking to you previously and from knowing about you and, and also from the stuff that you sent me over before that lockdown wasn't the easiest for you, was it? Um, from a, not just from a running perspective, from a, from a life perspective, T- tell me how that kind of shaped and adjusted the, the running journey and, and, and that bigger picture. Um, so, well, yeah, I mean, a, a lot was going on, um, going through a divorce, um, ended up moving out and moving in with my mum, um, with, with the kids for kind of, half the time and, and sort of sharing custody um fitting in my normal work because um you know obviously the NHS um didn't stop so um I was working as I normally would um differently but my usual hours um and then fitting that around homeschool uh yeah it was just chaos really um I think running definitely became more of a a focus just again to get that headspace and just get away from everything else get away from the chaos um and I think probably like a a lot of other runners you you went you know there's no races to look forward to we didn't know when it was going to end um races were cancelled you end up feeling a little bit lost I guess so um that was probably when I started kind of recording more of my um my training on Instagram um again I think is a bit of a distraction um speaking to other people that also were in a similar position um other runners um and yeah I think that's kind of how I joined the running community I guess and then we all ended up doing you know the stupid lockdown challenges where I, d- I don't know I can't count on one hand the number of fancy dress runs I did um you know dressed as something stupid or um you know group challenges just to kind of keep things a bit interesting and um it was nice it kept me motivated you know I, I still wanted I still needed to get out and run and it just kind of helped that be a little less boring I guess yeah absolutely and you, you've talked there about the running community and becoming a part of it and and I guess the initial motivation being to to find some connection, some kinship um, in, in a particularly isolated time that, that was locked down. How have you found that as we've moved through COVID, through the lockdowns and back into the real world, how have you found that social media and Instagram in particular has has, has formed part of your um, your running journey, your experience? Have you? I mean, there's always the positives, there's always the negatives, but but what what does it mean to you? I think it's it's really helped me meet a lot of people that I have a lot in common with um I've never really had um a lot of people that I've run but prior to lockdown um I tended to run mainly on my own that was because of fitting runs in around work around childcare. um I wasn't a member of a running club or anything like that didn't get to park run very often um so it was kind of nice to 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 meet people that then I could then go and run with in person and I've, I've met so many lovely people um you know who, who I consider to be genuine friends 
um, as well as obviously Ed. Um, sort of meeting him through the running community was really amazing. Um, and I think it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's a, a part of my life that I, you know, three years ago, I, I never would have seen coming. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really thankful for it. Not thankful for COVID, obviously, that can get in the bin. Um, but thankful for the the community and the friends that I've made. Yeah, silver lines and and all that. Yeah. There's always always something to find in the in the darkness, isn't there? So let's talk about coming out of um, coming out of lockdown. Let's talk about what what's happened since. You, you've mentioned that you know community become a bigger part of it. Maybe running uh, not solo anymore. You've of course become part of a running power couple. Um, we'll not we'll not blow too much smoke up Ed's ass. Thank you very much. He's had his own episode. You can go back and listen to it if you want to. But he is a diamond. Um, what when um, when we did start getting the green light, so you know the world's opening up again. What was your from a running perspective? What was your mindset? Was it I just need to get out and race? I I need to scratch this itch, or was it more of a tentative transition back into kind of what what was before? I think. I was keen to get back to racing. I mean, it's obviously the it gives you a focus in training. If you've got something specific that you want to do, whether it's just to complete a distance or to get a time, you know, whatever your your goal is, it, it gives it, you know, there's a it, it's looming, isn't it? So, you know, if, if anything's going to get you lacing your shoes up and out the door, um, it's a goal like that. Um, so I was keen to get that back. Um, I do find it easier to keep motivated when I've got something like that on the horizon. Um, but I, I also just wanted to kind of get back to being able to run um, during the, the lockdowns, obviously, when it was when we were really, really deep in the lockdowns and you, you were only allowed out for a certain amount of time a day and all that kind of thing. I was I was keen to be able to get back to um, just training how I wanted to train and, and, and running how I wanted to run. Um, so I think a bit of both, really. Um, I wasn't desperate to get back. I, I hadn't I didn't book a load of races when everything opened up. Um, it was a few. I think the first one I back I did was an ultra an, another ultra um, mm. with some guys from Runspire. Yeah. Um, and that, that was amazing. Um, but that was still sort of during the kind of we were still sort of social distancing and things like that. Um, and then after that, it was I think after that, it was Brighton Marathon. I think that was September 2021. Um, that didn't go particularly well. Um, but, yeah, it was it was kind of the, I wasn't signing up for every single race that I could. Certainly it was just, you know, having a goal in the distance to work towards. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Brighton and, and, and not going well in 2021. Just let's just touch on. I mean, I'm not specifically asking about about whether it was the event or, or your own experience there but have you had any kind of races that stand out to you as maybe something that you've trained for something that you've worked hard for that's not quite gone to plan and there is there anything that you've got in terms of I guess stories you can tell or, or lessons that you've learned from coming out the backside of um, a particularly difficult one that, that didn't go the way you wanted it to and how that's helped you kick on from there? I think Brighton probably it was um I mean, there were a number of different things. It was a really hot day. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, the conditions weren't great to be kind of running fast road, well, fast-ish road uh, race. Um, but also I hadn't really been able to um, get myself into the right headspace to train properly for it. Mm -hmm. It was, again, like it was a tricky uh, time for me um, with the separation. I was moving house, I was moving into the house that I'm in now. 
So I missed a lot of big runs. And I think as well as not feeling physically prepared for it, I don't think I was mentally prepared at all. Um, I'd only run one marathon distance that wasn't during an ultra before that, um, which was during lockdown. It was one of the things that I'd kind of set myself um, as a little challenge to do to see if I could do a non-stop um, marathon. And that was just kind of from my front door around the city and back again. And I kind of thought to myself, oh, well, you know, I didn't train that hard for that. I kind of, you know, I'd done some long runs, but that was that was it really um I'm sure I'll be okay um and and I wasn't I think I, I got to about got to about halfway it's usually sort of just over halfway isn't it when you, yeah. you start to feel it if you haven't trained and then got to sort of 15 16 miles and the the wheels just came off and I just kind of run walked the rest of it um just feeling I think really dejected because I, and and the thing that I think I was beating myself up more about is the fact that I hadn't trained, even though it wasn't probably possible for me to have, have given everything to, to that training block. It was just kind of, oh, God, you you know, you've done this to yourself. Like, you know, you're hurting this much because you, you, know, you didn't train properly. And I think it was, you know, just beating myself up for the last six miles was something I didn't particularly want to repeat. And bounce back you did and we're going to talk as we start thinking about winding down this conversation because the last 20 25 minutes have absolutely flown by but we're going to talk about your 2023 which ends with a much happier story at Newport um tell me a little bit about why Newport was important what what it's leading to hopefully but equally if you can fold into it was there anything that came out of that experience at Brighton that that gave you that motivation to that changed the way you approached it I guess to, to to get to the goal that you ultimately achieved I guess it really just taught me that I have to graft you know there's no turning up and winging it if if I if I do that I'm not I'm not a natural runner um I'm not somebody that can just kind of you know show up after not training for a couple of weeks and you know run anywhere close to a PB I have to really graft and put the work in um so obviously, like a lot of runners, I've been rejected from the London Marathon ballot. Um, this year was my seventh year, I think. So last year, after the ballot results, I thought I can't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing this again. So I've got two options. I can either run for a charity, or I can, you know, throw everything at it and try and get a good for age. Um, I thought probably the charity fundraising, I mean, people are doing some amazing stuff, um, but I thought that would just tip me over the edge with work and training and everything else. So I thought, well, I'll just, I'll go for the good for age. So went into it really motivated with the mindset that, you know, you, you this isn't, this marathon is not going to run itself. This time is not going to run itself. You've got to really put the work in. So I think out of the whole block, I missed, I had to cut one long run short when I got kind of a bit of a niggle um, and thought it probably wasn't wise to continue and then missed the run the following day to give it a bit of a rest. But other than that, was out all weathers, 5am starts, just getting those runs in because I knew that was what I had to do if I had any chance at all of getting the time that I wanted. Did, did you feel that we, we talk a lot on the podcast about the mental versus the physical? 
did you feel that by being so motivated through the training block and by hitting so many of those markers in that plan that it gave you something extra on that start line not physically but mentally that kind of like I can do this because look at what I've done in the last 16 weeks yeah absolutely I, I put every single run that I did in training on a stories highlight so you know a few days before the race I went back and looked at every everything that I did you know in shit weather um five o'clock in the morning all of it and I was like do you know what you didn't do all of that to be a little bitch today so <laughs> you're gonna put your shoes on you are gonna go out there and you are you're gonna do your absolute best um and you know I trust the training I trust um my coach um Matthew Walters Walters coaching just gotta give you a little shout out there um just put together an absolutely amazing plan pushing me where I needed to be pushed not pushing me so far that I was going to be injured or knackered um and yeah it, it just it worked on the day it certainly did and London is now in your crosshairs oh I hope so it's a good for it I've got to apply Don't in play, yeah. um and I, I just hope that I've, I've done enough to get in but there's nothing you could there's nothing else you could have done is there? that's okay. the thing you've you, you've hit the marker that was expected and if it doesn't happen then I guess yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's just it, it is what it is isn't it and as much as it's going to be heartbreaking you can know that you've left everything out there but it's still absolutely incredible um I guess as we start to think about wrapping up um London is the fingers crossed a goal for for early next year um have we got anything else in our sights what what, what's next for you from a running perspective what is it that you want to achieve aside from of course getting London under your belt yeah um I mean I actually just about scraped a Boston qualifier with what time um like within a second so (laughs) I'm not holding my breath um to to get in next year I'll apply just because you know why not but that would be the next goal I think just chip away and and again I'm not gonna I'm not somebody that will go out and knock a huge chunk off a time you know with, with a race I need to chip away I need to graft so that will be what I'll be doing love it and then maybe if if London and Boston fall into place would there be an a bit of an inclination of an itch to scratch for the other world majors is that something that that, that, you, that interests you I would love to I think obviously you've got to think about the the time involved you've got to think about you know it fitting around work my children all of that so I think certainly that would be a longer term goal Mm. and you know one of the benefits of being um really old is that get a bit of extra time (laughs) (laughs) so you know hopefully by the end of um you know if I do manage to get all of the stars um I can have a little bit of an easier time with the last one, hopefully. Yeah. You've been far too modest, by the way. I think the times that you run are incredible, no matter how old you are. But um, fingers crossed that 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 is definitely all in the future for you. Um, Anything else on the horizon? Any more ultras lined up or are we we focused on these road marathons for now? Well, I've got Snowdonia at the end of Mm. October. So currently in the marathon training block for that. So yeah my life's kind of been taken over again by the training um I think probably after that it will be maximum one marathon a year because I think it's just the you know the 
the training really is is so difficult to to fit in um so yeah i mean ultras i would definitely like to do some more um you know particularly some nice trail ones where i live in cardiff it's so close to the brecon beacons and obviously up in snowdonia so yeah none that i've got my eye on particularly but certainly something i'd love to do in the future watch this space uh before we get out of here then anything we've not mentioned uh, anyone you want to shout you've, you've got to shout ed out again surely but anyone else you want to say hello to mention any anything we've not covered at all well i mean obviously i'd li- like to um shout out to my um walters coaching teammates um all in a whatsapp group together and you know it's lovely and encouraging and um again it's one of the benefits of being part of this lovely community you know getting the inspiration and the motivation from everyone around you and um yeah I'm, I'm just to be a part of it absolutely awesome and of course you can also go back and listen to Matthew's episode which I think was a few series before Ed was on as well so you're just opening up the archives <laughs> of what the fart like for anyone who's interested uh listen oh and before we finish I know you think you've told this story but if people want to give you a follow on the old Instagram you are of course at Rosie hates soup why do you hate soup yeah. Rosie oh god um so when I was in my early 20s um a blender of hot soup exploded and took half the skin off my face. So um, soup can get in the bin, quite frankly. It's a pretty morbid but, yeah, story, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> kind of sorry for bringing up that past trauma. <laughs> um, yeah, it was around the time when. Do you remember MySpace? Yes. Yeah, it was um, around the time that MySpace came out, and um, so I, I made Rosie hate soup my username. And uh, because nobody else called Rosie feels that strongly about soup, mm. it's available for everything. So, you know, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, everything. I love it. So people need to give you a follow. They need to, if they don't already, find out how you get on with London application. Good for age in September. I know you're going to smash it. I'm looking forward to seeing you in just a couple of months in Cardiff. You're at the heart yeah. there, aren't you? So we'll catch up then. And, uh, and yeah, best of luck with everything, mate. Thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Hi, everyone. It's Kaylee here, also known as The Happy Diet on Instagram. And I'm thrilled to introduce to you today my brand new cookbook, The Happy Diet. It's packed with delicious, everyday plant-based recipes to support your journey towards a healthier and happier life. My own transformation from a lifelong battle with eczema to improve recovery and performance in my running journey is a testament to the power of a plant-based diet. So whether you're a seasoned plant-based pro or just curious about eating less meat, The Happy Diet has something for everyone. Visit my website at www.thehappydiet.co.uk to grab your copy today. You'll also find a treasure trove of recipes and valuable running tips and race reports. So don't wait any longer. Get your copy now and remember to eat, run, smile and inspire. And that, my fine four-foot duck walk, was Rosie for Zachary. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, as always, when we get family on, it's, it's always a great chance to find out more about our our Farlake family and uh, everything that they do. And it's great to hear from from Rosie as well. What what got me is the fact that she's she, she's getting old. And that's going to bring her Boston times down qualifying time that's what i'm hoping for <laughs> yeah yeah maybe when you're if you, if you still post at the same times at 70 then mm. might be all right might be all right <laughs> but what, what does it get to when you get into your 40s mark i think uh is it four for men four, three, three ten i think three hours ten i think all uh, right okay so maybe 
maybe. Mm. You never know. Choices Good. Good, JP. Yeah, I, I just like the uh, "Don't be a bitch" mantra. That was pretty good, and and I'm really glad you asked her why she hates Sue. That was a bit awkward, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It didn't quite go the way I hoped it would. But you know what the weirdest thing was? I know why she hates Sue because she did. Do you remember the ill-fated after the finish line YouTube series that Jack did as a compliment for the podcast? She was on that, and she told us why she hates Sue. So we know why she hates Sue. But I, for some reason in my head, I thought it was like a really funny, like clever story to finish. And then she was like, no. Trauma, and I was like, "All right, okay, <laughs> shit, let's move on." Um, I regret uh, well, like one thing I did want to—I I felt really bad after the opening segment that we didn't ask you where your week in running was. <laughs> well, well, what a what a coincidence that you said that. Not that I bitched as soon as we stopped recording. That I've been really nice about you two and all your running accomplishments, and nobody asked me about my five k that I ran. At least um, I asked now. Yeah, thanks, mate. Better than Matt. He was just gonna he was just gonna blackball me. Um, yeah, no, uh, I ran. I did a five k on Sunday, and uh, I ran the whole thing, and I ran it with Ant, and it was nice and chatty, and it was great. And then I felt fine afterwards. So I went into junior partner with Harry as well. So I did like four and a half miles and, uh, and nothing exploded. But annoyingly, uh, as excited as I've been about getting out and doing some more running, I got bit by a horse fly and my leg is massive. So um, just one thing after another. So I've got to take a couple of days to let that swelling go down before I go out. Because I currently can't move my leg worse than when I did my ankle. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty disgusting. Uh, but it so was how many fact- miles are you going to lose this week then? Um, well, this is this is a good. It's not a good segue because we've got part runs to do first. But for an eventual segue, yeah, it might matter. So I, I lost two two and a half miles last week. I could lose upwards of eleven this week. Ooh, how I, I many could get two cocktails? Yeah, how many? How many could you lose, John? Pick up. Um, hundred and forty. Hundred <laughs> miles or kilometers. No, well, 70 miles, double. Ah, oh. oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 152, 76. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, exciting. Before we get to Summer Showdown, though, we've got some parkrun chats. We are dialing in from abroad, which seems to be a little bit of a thing this series, doesn't it? John was doing it. I did it. We've, we've been all over Europe. Matt, are you planning on going somewhere in Europe to complete I the York. set? I went to you went to York. Yes, you did. You, you did from 40 minutes up the M1 away. Um, very good. Uh, but dialing in from Rome, it's the Parkrun Power Couple, the Cowl Club Cuties. Uh, I can't think of anything clever in Italian said. Don't speak any Italian. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Ben and, ben and Emma, how are we doing? You're right. Um, I, I can't even reply in Italian because we've not mm. learned anything yet. <laughs> I, I can't. I can I can I can do I can I can I can speak some Italian actually I tell a lie um no 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 listen when uh I was little my dad uh lived in uh just outside Milan in a town called Lodi for like five years for work and um because it was the 90s and you know people didn't care about children's safety um he had to go to an all-day meeting so he left me and my brother I was about 11 at the time I think Matt must have been seven and um, he left us at a public swimming pool. And I was like, but dad, what if anyone says anything to me? And he said, just say Inglese, no Palo Italiano. No Palo Italiano. And he just, he just left us in this pool with like a couple of hundred lira or whatever the conversion rate was to get some <laughs> bottles of pop. And, and rocked up at like four o'clock in the afternoon. But it, it I, I, I asked him about it. And he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, it was a pretty exclusive like country club. 
was the actual but still just left us just left his children in italy but that's why i can say inglese no parlo italiano anyway main <laughs> character energy stealing the story how's rome treating you guys <laughs> as always as always rome's amazing it's lovely it's beautiful it's it's hot it's historical it's it's absolutely beautiful it really is and, uh, lots of walking no running yet uh, it's very hilly um there's lots of hills around here but yeah, we've been doing a bit of sightseeing in the last two days. We've been to the Coliseum today. Absolutely breathtaking. Just mm-hmm. stepping out into the, the, the arena floor and just looking up around you and list, le- learning all about it. We had Fabio with his uh, lightsaber taking us around. And uh, yeah, it was a brilliant day. Really nice. Lovely foods. Um, good wine. We've, uh, we're currently supping our three euro bottle of wine from the local shop. And, uh, Perfect. Not too bad, actually. Um, no, I don't know that you can get a bad bottle of wine in Italy, can you? Yeah, yeah. So wine's cheaper than water when you go out to a restaurant. Mm. So you might as well just drink the wine. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, yeah. If ever, if, if ever there was a, a reason to drink wine. So yeah, when you went to the Colosseum, you'll have um, you'll have known how it felt to be Maticus, Spartacus, Jelly Handicus. Um, which will make more sense to you when you listen back to Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy this week. Um, it was it was just as just as shit as as it sounds from that summary. Um, uh, not to spoil next week, but are you there until Saturday? Are you part running internationally we, this weekend? You are. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. Absolutely. That'll, yeah. that'll be a nice that. nice series finale one, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. We can't come away on holiday ever again without going somewhere with part run. By the way, so. I was about to say, I couldn't quite remember if Italy did part runs, but then Sophie does them, doesn't she, when she's uh, jet-setting? So, never mind. Good, so that'll be exciting for next week. But we're not at next week yet. We're at this week. And we want to know, before you went on your adventures, uh, flying onto the continent, uh, you were in Yorkshire for uh, for this week's park run. So why don't you tell us all about it better now? Where did you go? What did you do? How was it? Share the love. We went to a relatively new one. Uh, past Doncaster um, it's near Epworth and it was an event number six so we went to check it out with a couple of people from Barnsley that we know Vicky we've talked about before international tourist she loves a new park run and we also met Laura and her dad Ian and we went to Epworth Equestrian which is quite a strange place for a park run it was very, very strange. I don't know who decided they were going to have a park run there. It was, it was a big equestrian site. There's lots of horses. There's lots of jumps. There's lots of, I don't even know what they call them, where they walk around and stuff. And uh, very magnificent houses you pull in. That's uh, obviously where whoever owns it lives, I'd assume. And it's just on some, it's really out in the middle of the fields. And you just go down this really thin country road that you don't want to meet another car coming down. And uh, all of a sudden, you turn a corner and there's a, there's a lady dressed as a horse just directing you into the car park. No, 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 no. She was she was dressed as like you know, and it's like a cowboy riding a horse. Yeah, yeah. Oh. She was dressed as a horse. Similar, right. same thing. It's but, not it's not the same thing though, is it, Ben? Because when you of, said it, I imagined a horse. Yeah, a horse head, mm-hmm. really yeah. creepy. Yeah, full horse. Yeah. All right, all right. She had a horse outfit on. Okay. Still, uh, no, no, she had a cowboy just, with a horse. Okay, fine, continue. Just sorry. move on, Rob. Move okay, on. sorry. Um, <laughs> so you park, you park over one side of the road where the cafe is. There's some really horrible portaloos. That's your toilet facilities there. Um, 
and then you cross the roads and you're, you're just basically on a really thin grass track around the outside of some stables there's loads of horses over to the right and uh and it's a, it was i think there was about a hundred and actual horses or people dressed as horses um i couldn't tell they were a bit far okay. away okay. Um, fair, fair. um uh, I think there was a, just over 100 people did it, and they, the first time as briefing, she explained that majority is on grass and they're in working fields, um, and it's very bobbly underfoot. Sure. Um, you do a little bit of trail, so you, you start, you go around one field onto this dirt track, down the dirt track, past the dog kennels where there was the yappiest little dogs ever. And they did warn you about this. They said, if you don't like dogs, keep to the right, because they will jump up the fence and they are very loud. Um, so the first field's kind of bobbly. You go down the dirt track, you turn right. The next bit's not too bad on grass. You've got about 100 metres on grass. Then they throw you onto this field and you do two laps around this field. And it's all the way around the outskirts of the field. And there are just potholes and, well, divots everywhere. and it's mm full-on ankle-breaking territory. Um, if you're not looking where you're going and you take one step wrong, then old glass ankles, you rob, don't go. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be struggling. Uh, and I imagine the lapped situation would have made it worse as well. I'm just thinking of, we did um, Exeter Riverside last year uh, and that was on a, an alternative course because they were doing something to the path and it was very similar. It was just four, it was four laps, this one, of a field. But it was very bobbly, very uneven. And what I found as bad as the underfoot was the fact that there were people lapping people and you were trying to go round people. And it was just, it, it, it is potentially chaos, isn't it? Because it was two laps and it was more like two fields. Right, uh, okay. You, you weren't really getting laps that mm-hmm. much. Um, not too bad then. It's just not, the location itself is interesting, but the course really isn't i mean we talked about weatherby and how much we hated that because it was boring mm. this could pretty much be the same but worse conditions underfoot but mm. we kind of enjoyed it probably the company the weather was nice and the start and finish area is quite quirky and cool yeah when, when you're on the field it's boring as hell but the fact you get the dirt track and the start finish area is in a different location you can't see it yeah. Um, it just got hotter and hotter as well, though. It just seemed to get warmer and warmer out there. There was no shade around that field. Um, the grass and the, the the surface just saps it out of your legs when you're trying to run a little bit faster as well. So, um, but I mean, it's it's a new one and it's it's one that you have to do. But it's not it's not one that I'd recommend or I'd really go back to. Um, it was nice to tick it off and get that event number six, which we need on a Wilson index, but. And we and we wanted to stay local, didn't we? Because we didn't want to be travelling too far, um, because we had to get back and get ready for coming here. So, yeah, it's done. It's it was a lovely core team that have set it up, and um, the cafe cafe afterwards that was that was small, um, very small. It's it was like a horse shop as well, wasn't it? There was everything you need for it to to look after a horse there, but then there was also a little cafe and. There was uh, there were farm cats. There were farm cats there, and they were so friendly. Um, we walked in the cafe. There's just one sat on a table, and you just start stroking it, and then you get your food. You go outside and you sit outside. Next thing, it's jumping up on the seat next to you, and it's just a just like jumping on your lap and wanting to get on the table and eat your bacon sandwich. And uh, yeah, so so you, I, so you made a friend. I, 
I was on cat. I was on cat duty. These lot were all chatting, and uh, I, I was. Can just, I can just imagine you were in your element as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ben's like, you know, the part room, whatever. Can we come back to see the cat? <laughs> I would, I would go back for that cat. The cat was lovely. It just, it just kind of like came to me, and it, uh, and I was just basically holding it and stroking it, and it keep flopping over on the table and want belly strokes. And I, I love cats, so. Um, yeah, it was ideal for me, and uh, we had a we had a nice sandwich. The sandwich was pretty good, and uh, coffee was all right. We sat chatting to Ian and Laura and Vicky and John, our other friends, were there for a little while, and uh, it was lovely and sunny. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it's it's nice, but it's it's it just felt so different to many other park runs. Mm. Yeah. So, Understandable with the location. With it only being um, event six, was purple sign present? Absolutely, yeah. All, all new events these days get purple signs straight away. So, yeah, it's Very part good. of the part of the setup package, I believe. So, uh, Very yeah, good. Was, yeah, we we got the sign out. Laura, so we finished the run, and Laura's daddy, and he turns around and goes, oh, "I'm just going to go and get a picture with the purple thing." I was like, "Purple thing? You mean the purple sign?" And uh, and he just kind of went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, the purple sign, yeah." So he Can't went and had to get it out of his saddle to let you take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he went and took it while it was hooked over a fence and uh, so I obviously moved it and I got a guy to take a picture and he did a very good job and what I didn't realise at the time is there was a clear division between me, Laura, Ian and Emma and I very much went full Ashley Cole in the picture. Did you? Oh, Sam Slater went Ashley Cole down in Reading as well if you look. She, she, I made that exact same joke to her because yeah, she stood like, even with a little lean in and everything, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to share the photos. Do it, do it. I think I'm kind of leaning in, but that's just because of my natural point down at the sign. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, overall. Uh, there were some fellow Steel City Striders there as well who were also staying local. Um, Jill, Matt, uh, Malcolm, and Sandy, they were all there as well. So, I had a good chat to them as well at the finish. I barcode scanned as part of this week's volunteer. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you if you if you feel confident in your ankles and you don't mind running around a field and uh, you you want to go and see a load of horses and stroke a load of cats, then then yourself with equestrian. But if not, I mean, there's plenty of other ones around that area where you could go instead. So looking looking forward to seeing that synopsis on the Facebook page next week from <laughs> quoted Ben Stittle. Somebody did the run report as part of her volunteering for the week, so go and read yeah. that. Yeah, go and read that yeah. on that page. Yeah, yeah, we're going to put that on. We're going to have a look. Uh, good, okay, so good, good synopsis. But if nothing else, uh, ease aren't that common, are they? So good for the old park run alphabet. Yeah, true. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're lucky having uh, Enclave Park Run mm. in, in Sheffield, but yeah, it's another another E ticks off. I don't think. Oh, we've got a few actually. East Park down in Wolverhampton. We've done that one before. Not tons and tons. They're not the most common of letters, though, are they? They're not, they're not uh-huh. the most uncommon, but they're not the most common. Correct. Good. Yeah. Good. Right. Good. Well, exciting to hear from one extreme to the other. Uh, if there's any horses at Rome this weekend, but we'll uh, we'll have to stay tuned and uh, wait with bated breath to see what happens next week for the season finale of International Parkrun Tourism with Ben and Emma. But before that, guys, we have got something else to get to. Now, we all think we know the results by now. We're all, we are we know there's a team that's running away with it, but that doesn't mean that we can't get excited for a little bit 
of Summer Showdown. And we can't do Summer Showdown without the most important person, the statistician, the man of the power, the man, the man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour. Mr. Statman John himself. I'm hoping he's dialed on. I'm hoping he's lurking in the background. Statman John, are you in the shadows? Hello, lads. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Oh, How are you, sir? I'm a bit uncomfortable. This is a bit uh, awkward for me, if I'm honest. Two reasons. Do you want me to tell you both? I'd, lo- I'd love to hear them both. Yes, please. Uh, first one, I've got extremely trapped wind, so I'm a bit oh. uncomfortable with that. <laughs> good. <Okay. laughs> good. Good. Well, the, Sam, um, we're, we're, we're all friends here. Just let it fly. Thank you. I will when it's ready. I wish it was. Um, <laughs> do you want me to tell you the next thing, or should we just... Oh, God, skip past. Uh, you can... Why? Is the, is the wind untrapping? No, you just look all so innocent and lovely. I don't know how I can break this news to you. Oh, no. You're going to have to tell us now, Statman John. The cat is out of the bag. Oh, I've uh, been doing a bit of research this week, a bit of tree research, a bit of family tree a bit research. Of, a, bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of tree search. Tree search, thank you. Yep, no, you're, you're welcome. Yep. <laughs> uh, family tree research. I'm just going to say it quick. Turns out, oh, Emma and I are related. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Statman John, that's that throws up so many <laughs> philosophical and moral questions for you, doesn't it? It does. I've, I've put my thumb over her face at the minute, so I can't see her because oh, I've had some trouble this week. <laughs> well, tell us what. How did you find this out? I just thought, you know, you full named her last week. You said Jones. I thought, oh, I'm sure my mum's last name is uh, Jones. And it's and it's not a common surname, is it, Statman John? No, not at all. Unless no. you're from Wales. Um, cheers. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that was it. Done a bit of research. There it is, right next to me. There's my, there's my sister. What your actual like? Not not a distant cousin that could have been potentially plausible or believable. We're just saying sister, full sister. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Sister. We've got the same mum. Same mum, right? Okay. So is is that going to stop you being really creepy every week on the podcast and propositioning her? Let's see, because um, I have picked my songs already, and that's a bit of an awkward subject. But right, did you pick them? Did you pick them before you found out she was your sister? Yes, same five songs I always listen to. Right. Are we gonna wait? Are we are we gonna are we gonna stall on that one, or do you want to get it done now? That's up to you, my lad. I feel very uncomfortable. Uh, me me too to be honest um we'll park that till the end in the meantime we've got some summer showdown stuff to get to have you got all the uh, the stats and the figures for us smj yes i have where do you want me to start let me get Let, it up uh, oh. <laughs> um but not emma because you're related brother-in-law stat man john so that's the only bit of good news i've got lad come on <laughs> get in so that's it that's it you get Statman John as a family member Ben and you also get to stop having to listen to this happening every single week well, I can't uh, wait to see him at the wedding um, mm. we, um, you'll be there won't you Statman oh I'm waiting for my invite lad waiting by the post box okay right it's coming it's coming there we go exciting um, so, so SMJ <laughs> He's still here. He's still here. Um, let's do Golden Button. 
Okay, right. So we had last week, Rob, you had Paul Griffiths, uh, 81 miles. Well done, lad. Great job, Paul Griff. Matt, Cat Arnold, Ooh, 92. Oh, that's oh, amazing. Man. Good job, CD. Um, Emma, <laughs> Emma, uh, Matt Elworthy, 74. Oh, on, very good. good job, Matt. And then we've got JP, my man. You done seventy six, fantastic. Good job. Awesome numbers this week. Benny boy, bro, you had Felicity Bailey ninety. No. Oh. Pretty, pretty, pretty tight field, wasn't it, for the old Golden Buttoneers this week? Yeah, big numbers, high marks. Very good. Right. Okay. So we've got those guys. What about the um, the old bonus challenge, SMJ? How did everyone do on that? Good week. Uh, what was it? Give back. So we had JP, you had 20. Chaps and ladies gave back. Fantastic. Matt, 22. <laughs> Emma, 24. Rob, 25. And Ben, 31. 31. Oh. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. 31, including, of course, Leanne, um, who's not been able to take part because of stuff going on. But she uh, she was at Park Run with us this weekend and she did some volunteering, didn't she, Ben? She did indeed, yeah. First five bonus miles for her and uh, it was like 500. We, we love it and it's what we love to see. So good to see Leanne out and it's good to see that she messed up with so many of you. And we're sorry we couldn't be there, but uh, it was great to see and she was extremely happy about it. And as were we. So, yeah. Absolutely Great to awesome. see. Absolutely awesome. Um, okay, so we've got to do a bit of Wheel of Misfortune, haven't we? Where's the duck walk, JP? I mean, he's sat oh. next to us, but where's the picture of the duck walk? Oh, I'm nervous. Just nervous about this one. Now, this is nerve-wracking. So, again, if you don't know by now, where have you been, man? You're living under a rock, but we're going to spin this little wheel twice. Uh, the first time we spin it, whoever gets, whoever it lands on is going to get their miles double. It's got all the captains, all the vice captains. Whoever it lands on second is going to lose every single one of those miles for the week. Um, it's particularly uh, exciting this week because as JP just very nervously alluded to, he is, um, he's done double miles this week. So he could be standing to lose up to about 150 or doubling it up to about 300. Um, and just, just for clarity, in case anyone didn't know, look, there's little duck Matt pulling little Ewok Matt on a little wooden cart, which is adorable and hilarious in equal measures. Right then, let us wheel of misfortune. JP, spin it. Come on, JP. BJP. Oh, no, no, this is double. We don't want it to be JP. No, it's Rob again. Yay! And I actually did some miles this week. Um, oh, SMJ, yeah. how many miles did I do? 10.25. Yeah, 20.50. Suck it, everyone. Uh, that's got me up to at least second place. Uh, right. <laughs> right, let's spin that wheel again then. Uh, JP. BJP. Hold your breath. The first journey of the competition. BJP. No, it's not me. It's not going to be JP. It's going to be... Oh. That, that could have bearings on second place. Did Jackie have a big week, SMJ? He did. He... Uh, oh, God. Where is he? 56. Go on, lad. Fifth, oh, Emma, how does that feel? Pretty shit, isn't it? But at least... <laughs> Doubled, so. Oh, I don't, I don't need it. Credit to you, JP, for uh, stepping up and taking the golden baton. It's uh, very nerve-wracking when that wheel spins. I can guarantee that if I did it, it wouldn't be nerve-wracking. 
No, well, that's yeah, but go on, then you do go to Baston. <laughs> no, because that it's not about me. It's not about the double or the the losing. It's about the fact that it'd be a waste of a golden baton week, wouldn't it? With my <laughs> six, with, with with what I think is on average about four and a half miles per week through the tournament. Um, but anyway, anyway. I've just got an extra 10 for my team. Very happy about that. Um, Statman John, have I stored long enough to get those scores for week eight? Right on time. Thank you, lad. Uh, so, let's start. Fifth place, Team Burgundy, my man, 1-1-5-6. Great week. Strong week. And you've done 8 9 9 9 Ooh, so Nearly at the 9,000, Mark. Well done, JP. Thanks. Good lad. And then Rob, with your added, you done one one nine seven. And you second. are nine six nine five total. Nine, is that was there a sixty nine in there, Statman John? Hey, nine six nine five. Oh God, I looked at Emma right in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that won't help the wind. And then third place. Oh, it's Emma. Um, Emma, my love, one one nine five. Well really close weeks this week, aren't mm. they? All three so far. Very close, and her total ten one four zero. Oh, fantastic! Oh, we've got our first over ten thousand milers. Well done, Team Purple. Second place. Are you ready? Is Matt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He done one three eight five big Ooh, week. That big is week. a nice big one. week, Matty. Well done. Total ten seven one three. Feel, feels like he's solidified second place there, but how mm. far away is he from Ben? Is there a late charge from the Duckwalk and his yeah. and, and his Ducky Army? Was his week big enough? Ben, you done one five seven three. No, obviously oh. not. There we go. <laughs> Normal service has been resumed. Well done, Ben. And your total, uh, brother, is 11531. Wow. Nice. Wow. Big, big miles again. Well done, team, Ben. Consistent as always. Brilliant job. Um, but, yeah, I thought I thought the three, us, my team, Emma's team and JP's team, I was like, oh, there's some pretty consistent miles there. We're, we're all kind of quite close. And then Matt stepped it up and then Ben just made us all look silly again. But, uh <laughs> Awesome, awesome. And then what about this week, SMJ? We alluded to it last week, but there's plenty of bonus miles on offer, isn't there? Yep, all I'm asking is fancy dress, 10 miles. That's what you get, one mile. Run out for one mile, I'll give you 10. Easy peasy, lemon squeezing. Easy. Exactly that. Brilliant. And that'll be um, anywhere, isn't it? It's not just part run. Sorry, I lost my train of thought then. I just... I, reset myself and my brain just stopped working um you finally broke me uh it could be anywhere not just park run go out and do a run and we've had a couple already haven't we? we've had sophie and lane put one on this evening very very good uh, who else did one um Haley and Haley and Amy, of course they did. We've we've seen some some people going out in tandems, a little bit of safety in numbers, but they've both put some awesome reels on. Plenty of work going into it, and that's what this this week's for, really, for for creativity and people having a bit of fun. So, um, would encourage anybody to step out of the comfort zone. We've got part runs going on in a few places around the country. People want a bit of safety in numbers. Matt's leading the charge at Poolsbrook, which is in uh, North Chesterfield, um, just off the M1. It is North Chesterfield, then, isn't it? 
I'm just thinking, is Matt actually going to go? Oh, sorry. I thought you were doubting my geography. Uh, yeah, no, he probably won't. Paul, he's there, though, so that's fine. Um, Paul, Paul is dependable. Uh, I will be uh, leading the charge in Widness. Uh, Widness yeah. Park Run uh, for a little bit of an outing there. And I do believe there's Jes- is it Jesmond Dean? A little bit of a pre-Great North Run. Yeah. Meet up there. I think Alana's heading that one up. So, um, yeah, and, and if you are wanting somewhere else in the country to maybe organise a bit of a meet-up, then just let us know and we can try and point some people in different directions and get out and maybe do a bit of a fancy dress fun run. But uh, very good. Who are our golden batoneers for week nine? Statman John. So we've got Rob, you've got Sam Slater. What a woman. Doll, herself, yep. And then Emma, you've got Alistair Tatum. Is that right? Yep. Goddess at that. Tatum. Um, Ben, you've got John Flynn. Absolute OG. JP, you've got Double B, Bob Burrell. Go on, Bob. He's got it this week. He's already done hundreds. And then JV fighting talks come a little bit too late, hasn't it, really? Um, sorry, that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of metres. Hundreds of metres. <laughs> sorry, come SMJ. Come on, Bob. And who's, I'm behind who's... you, Bob. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, Matt, my man, come into my arms. You've got your fine self. <laughs> and, how are you, and how are you finding it, Matt? I have I've done 25 miles in two days, so it's not too bad. I'm cracking on with it. I'll stop it and break me from from marathon. Yeah, yeah, it might be, it might be an excuse for him to get injured like he normally does, but uh, fingers crossed it won't. Just take it easy, Matt. You're a little bit harder after that long run on Sunday. The thighs are feeling a bit sore, but they're getting better now. Yeah. That probably wasn't wise doing 25 miles two days after that run Sunday. No, I've probably been over the last two days. Has anything Matt's ever done running wise been wise? No. no I, can't, I can't think of a single thing that falls under I'm the sure category he, of wise. I'm sure he's already spoken about it in the first segment, but he smashed it on Sunday. He, yeah, did, he really, did. Well impressed. He did. he did. He was doubting himself, Ben, though, so we had a good chat about that. But. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We'll he, see. He did well, and he was strong throughout, so that was good. Exactly. Exactly. He needs to believe in himself because he's gonna he's gonna absolutely nail Yorkshire who doesn't get injured in the next four days. Um so that's that. So the only thing that's left to be done, I think, before we let you go, SMJ, is we've got to round out the series of what the playlist. Everyone in the core team on her has uh, added the five favourite running songs uh, that they like to get out and uh, blast when they're uh, when they're pounding the pavement. Uh mats were questionable. Ben's were niche, um, but there's one member of the team whom we haven't added to the playlist. And these, there is now an Apple, a Google and a Spotify playlist, I believe, um, that you can uh, get these tracks on. And, and we'll join you uh, for your next run if you want us to, to do that. That's all available. Uh, links are everywhere. Um, but SMJ, we want your five songs. We want to round it out with knowing what you want to be. Um, on this playlist so give us your five favorite songs to run to or whatever other types of exercise i'm sure you're going to tell us you do that's going to make us laugh okay um i just need to say just quickly first throughout yeah. this emma you have looked quite sad and if you're up for a sibling intercourse relationship <laughs> I, I am <laughs> 
sisters. Um, and, uh, that just came from nowhere, SMJ. What what prompted that statement? She's just looked very sad. And, you know, girl, if you want it, let's do it, shall we? Or... <laughs> Uh, it's, a, it's a strong girl. Yeah. Oh. That, man, that man, we're not related yet, but I'll try anything twice. Do you fancy? There it? we go. Well, um, no. Um, so. <laughs> um, right, is that my Do what I asked you to do, please, and tell me these five songs. <laughs> yeah, so the five songs, obviously, someone was in my mind a lot every time I listened to mm-hmm. these songs. Mm-hmm. If you do have someone with you who's under the age of 32, please turn off. That's all okay. I say before I say the songs. Okay. Uh, first one, nice and clean, is, I'm going to sing it. Everything I do, I do it for you. Brian Adams. Very nice good. Nice fast-paced yeah. song. Yeah, good, good. It's, 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 a bite. it's better than Daniel Pewter, so good. You keep calling Pewter, it's Daniel Pewter. 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 Yeah. What's Pewter? It's like a stone in it. I don't know, but he didn't sing bad there. It's where Brock lives in Pokemon, I think. <laughs> oh, rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Brian Adams. Yeah, then, next one. Ready? Make yeah. love and listen to the music. Maroon 5. Okay. Okay. And then, you know... Under 30, whatever age I said, turn off now. So, yep. next one is Marnik, Marbat, lick this meow, and my crap. Right, yeah. Next. Um, the next song, I had never actually heard of this. Uh, it goes. Ass and titties. Ass and titties. That's by DJ Assault. Does <laughs> that mind, John? Just yeah. remind me the titles of the four songs that you've just chosen. Everything I do, I do it for you. Uh, make love, my neck, my back, ass and titties. Does <laughs> that mind, John? Is it mm-hmm. a mere coincidence that the first letter of each of those songs spell out the name Emma? No. Oh. oh, God, she's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the fifth one, Statman John? The fifth one I actually wrote with Emma in mind, and I don't know if it's going to get us cut. So if if it is, just cut this bit out, JP, and I'll only give four songs. <laughs> okay. So I've, I've wrote this song. Um, Ready? Oh, God. Yeah. Breathe. <laughs> I just wanna dunk my balls right <laughs> up in your mouth. Go, you can go down south. Just dunk my balls in your mouth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this is. How's gonna make the playlist? It's <laughs> oh, gonna be. That sound is the most that man, John. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's it. Sorry, I just got really hot and had to um, do some deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and, and what, what's that track called, that man, John? My balls. Oh, no. <laughs> it's pretty catchy. MJ. It's pretty catchy. 
Um, I'm not sure how we're going to get that on the Spotify playlist, SMJ. I'll be honest, you've, um, you've thrown a bit of a curveball. Ball or curveballs there. Um, but thank thank you, I guess. Why don't you put the uh, South Park track in, that chocolate salty balls, that might cover it. Well, that's not what he was singing. He was yeah, definitely not. No, it was more about putting his balls in someone's and de- a completely, definitely unnamed person's mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he might get signed. Who knows? Might be number one next week. But quietly confident, SMJ, that might be a reach. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I can't believe that last thirty seconds just happened. No, no, no. I don't think, no, I, I don't think any of us can. Happen. Um, but it comes to the point where we say, where's that much on Olympic four songs? <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 going out. Um, oh I'm yeah, just, I'm, I'm, I'll be humming that all night. To be fair. I just don't really have my balls in your mouth, <laughs> drop them in. Something else in the tune. You can go down south. Oh yeah, that was it. <laughs> don't. it you think it was? It, it is quite catchy. It does have kind of like nineties boy band vibe. Feel just, free to sing it to your women tonight. I will. Sammy's going to be, I'm going right upstairs now to be like, and you Some, can go down south. And she'll be like, fuck <laughs> off. Very <laughs> good. Such a lucky lady. Um, good. Uh, it, do we go, where do we go from there, SMJ? Are you just going to say bye? Bye. Okay. Um, we got some thank yous, JP. Is it you again? Or are we, are we doing away with this bottom thing? Because... Yeah, oh, I think Matt, so. Matt I'm a bit too week. hot from that. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a little bit sweaty. Uh, Matt, you did it last week, didn't you? I did, yeah. Oh, I think Ben's not done it for a while. Oh yeah, she does the singing, right? Okay, so um, thank you to Rosie, Team Ben. Come on, Rosie. Um, I'm sure she just spoke about Team Ben. I've not listened to it yet, but yeah, that's what but, she did. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's she's amazing. We love Rosie. Um, thank you to her. Thank you to Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. Thank you to you, Rob, for being the hostess with the mostest. Uh, thanks to JP for all his editing. Um, thanks to Matty for being Matt. Um, uh, thanks to Emma for attempting to keep me in check at most of the time. Um, I'm not going to thank myself. Thank you to the newsletter team. We've got Paulie, we've got Nick Finney, we've got Claire Forsyth, and we've got Jamie Denham. Um, thank you to the people in the background, Jack, Joe, um, Sammy, Lou, Statman John, Troy McNews. Um, have I missed anyone? No, that's a pretty comprehensive roundup. I'm just talking slowly to stall in case we need to add anyone. But no, it's pretty good, Ben. Good work. That's it. And, and thank you to you for being here and regaling us with your tales from the bottom of a cup of three euro red wine. Uh, we appreciate you very much as well. Um, Emma, from the bottom of your cup of three euro red wine, where can people find us if they want to find out a bit more about the podcast, if they want to learn about the Fart Like family, if they want to know where they can follow us, get involved or uh, different ways which they can listen if they don't like the way they're listening right now. <laughs> We are on all of the social media, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and YouTube. We've got a website, uh, whatthefartlet.com. Um, you can also get in touch via our email at whatthefartletpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music and what's the other one? Apple Music. 
that that big one that yeah i don't do iphone um and yeah please if you do listen leave us a review leave us you know a rating it really helps people find us listen so they can listen to us too perfect thank you and where can people give you a follow if you want to find out more about you specifically emma apart from Um, john who i think is going to be blocked now blocked absolutely definitely blocked uh i am at emma jj85 how about you ben i'm at sheffield underscore strider what about you jp I'm at jp.runsfree. What about you, Matt? I'm at Matty Owls. And finally, how about you, Rob? Not fine. Well, I'm Ruin that. Seamless. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> penultimately. It might be final time for Jim. Stop my job. Matt, penultimately. Ah. Yeah, ah. yeah. Second time we use that word in the show. There you go. Teaching you your grammar all the time. Yeah, I'm at Little Runner Boy, Rob. Um, SMJ, have you. I don't know. Are you all right? Are you recovered from whatever just happened? Do you want to tell us where people can find you on social media? Yes, I'm very hot. I've passed a lot of gas, but I am SMJ underscore TWSS. Which, of course, stands for? That's what she said. There we go. And people say we've only got one joke. Uh, Do you guys want to know who's on the series finale coming up next week? Yeah. yeah. Yes, please. Well, listen, um, JP and I have already been working hot and heavy. Mm, sounded weird. Um, working hard. No, it's still weird. I don't know. I've made Roger me on back now. Me and JP have been not having sex, but working on guests for series 12. Uh, and we've got a stacked lineup already. Plenty of. Ex- <laughs> JP, stop it. Um, plenty of um, exciting people to talk to and even some familiar faces who don't know that they're being talked to yet because it's also our three year anniversary. We are th- Our third birthday is going to coincide with the launch of Series 12. So we've got some great guests coming up, but we couldn't let Series 11 pass without um, a nod to an old friend um, who's just passed a very, very significant landmark. Somebody who's been with us from the very, very beginning. Somebody who has been a previous guest on the show. One of our most listened to episodes ever. But we thought we'd get her back on because she's an absolute superstar. She has just hit an incredible 2,000 day run streak. And it's almost three years since we talked to her. So our old pal and yours is back. We're going to find out what Rav Billen has been up to um, in the last few years uh, since we spoke to her last um, with a nice sit down to round out series. Series 12. So uh, nice, nice little one to round us off the series. We 11. <coughs> 11. 11. Series 11. So yeah, Rab's coming on. So that'll be nice. We're recording nice. that tomorrow with her. Looking forward to catching up with her. Yeah. Um, anything else exciting for the end of the series? Big episode to finish. We're going to go out with a bang. No, maybe. Well, we'll have International Park Run. International Park Run. Yeah, we're going to do... Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have we'll have uh, summer showdown, not final results because they'll be on a little webisode that we'll do, but in the mid series break because week ten will of course not be finished by the end of next week, but we'll uh, we'll definitely have the the the, the preempt to the finale there. Uh, I don't know where we're going to go with SMJ from here. It feels like we've peaked. Um, but any any music producers listening to this that want to get in touch yeah, and you please. know get that out there, I'm maximum. That on John's behalf as his agent. So yeah, J- 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 JP saying it kind of almost jokingly, but genuinely, if anyone who listens to this podcast has like some kind of experience in like editing music and would like to help us make what just happened a reality on Spotify, <laughs> I think S- SMJ would you be up for that? 
100%. And if I'm completely honest with you guys, I thought this was the final episode, which is where the drama came of the family tree. So okay, I'm sure something will happen next week. <laughs> well, you've got, you've got a week to figure it out. Um, so, yeah, if you have any experience with producing, editing music, drop us a, drop us a DM and um, we'll see. It'll be on. We know it'll be on the group on Thursday morning. Someone will have Doug will have made a cut. Doug Doug will have done uh, the dance remix of it um, by half ten. Anyway, so listen, that's it from us guys. Have a wonderful week. As always, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other. Be kind or get in the sea. Don't be a dick. You know the drill by now. We'll see you next week for a big final episode of series 11 and then we're back quicker than a hiccup for series 12 uh, if you do want to find out more about the fart like family we've had plenty of new members on the back of the weekender and inquiries to find out more so thank you if you are brand new thank you so so much uh, for wanting to get involved and we hope you're enjoying being a part of the family uh, loads of community events coming up pacing events in october um, we've got alton towers is our next big meetup in november uh, we've got a meet up in york uh, for Yorkshire Marathon. There's loads and loads of stuff coming up and we've also booked in our 2024 weekender already. So loads on the horizon, loads to get involved with. We're not for everyone, but if you think you like the cut of our jib, then we like the cut of yours too. So come and find out more about us. We would love to have his part of our Motley crew. Um, how do we finish? Uh, Matt, sing the Statman John song. Arrivederci. Statman John, will you just sing that song again, please? Yeah, let me send out Scott Dance. I just wanna dunk my balls right up in your mouth. Go, you can go down south. Just dunk my balls in your mouth. Am I? <laughs> <laughs>